Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal. This week, we have two experiencer stories coming both from the same region of the UK, actually. First up, we have Richard of an interesting case involving animals and a couple other of his sightings over in Hull. Then we have Lucifer, who had an absolutely fascinating incident, something that I'd never heard of before, absolutely incredible experience he had at a campsite in Whitby. So both of these from kind of the East Yorkshire area. These are two interviews I did a couple of years ago, but they're not really being heard or seen. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. I'll just let you go ahead and tell us your story. Okay, well, there's, there's, there's a few, but the, the two that I was going to mention, one, one has a video link, which I'll go into later, which I sent to you before. Um, but the, the first one was one that's always stuck with me, which was uh, back in like the sort of late 80s. Uh, I would have been around maybe six or seven, between six and eight, that kind of era. Um, I remember being in the house and was watching television, and all of a sudden, my dog at the time had got off the chair that he used to sit in, and he'd gone and sort of, out of the corner of my eye, he'd gone and sat down and then never thought anything of it. But 10 minutes later, as I was watching the screen, he was still sat in the corner where he was, peering right at the corner of the room. Like he was just concentrating, almost like he was a statue, just like intensely looking at the corner. And then all of a sudden, uh, I went over to him, tried to, you know, see what was going on. And I was, his name was Prince. And I was saying, Prince, Prince, what's wrong with you? Are you okay, Prince, Prince? And then he... I was getting upset because he wasn't talking. You know, obviously dogs don't talk. Obviously, but as a, as a dog lover, we all know dogs can communicate to another level with his with his master. And I was sort of like getting it to do things, and all of a sudden it uh, it started growling and, and really sort of snarling. And I was getting really worried. Now I'm screaming to my mom, asking it for help. You know, I want, I want to get, I want to find out what's going on. I thought the dog was having a stroke or something. And then all of a sudden. Um, it just wouldn't stop moving. When I tried to grab hold of it. It was physically like still, like a, like I said, like a statue. Anyway, my mum went upstairs because she thought somebody was breaking into the house because we have a flat roof. And the idea was that all the houses had flat roofs, so one person could jump on the house at one corner, run straight across, get into the bathroom window, and so on. Uh, as she went upstairs, she said, "Oh my God, come upstairs! Look at this! Look at this!" And we went upstairs, and when we looked, there was a big red light in the sky, like a, I don't know, maybe the size of what you see the moon from a distance, uh, but bright red, like like the sun would be. And this would have been around probably ten o'clock time, because it would have been probably school school days. I think it was like on a weekend time, so it would have been going into the Monday, sort of sun, Sunday night, sort of Monday time, and it was late and. Uh, looked outside and there's this big red light in the sky and it wouldn't move. It just didn't move. And uh, the dog was, was, was obviously looking in that direction from the house into the corner. As that, we we watched it for about five or ten minutes. As we went back downstairs to see what the dog was doing, it was still doing the same thing. And then eventually when we went back up, it had gone. The light had gone. So we rang the police and said we've seen something in the sky and so on. Police brought down quite a few number of units. They brought down like... I don't know, two vans, you know, riot vans, and then a few squad cars, and they had the dogs with them and stuff. They checked around for the area. They said to, they said to my family privately that um, 
even though people laugh at this subject, so we take this very seriously. At that point, I didn't know what to think, because obviously I'm a child, and I didn't know what was going on. But when I came to think about years later, um, we, we sort of, it always makes me think, well, it probably was something government, you know, top secret kind of thing, but why would the dog react the way it did? And I've always been interested to see how UFO stories match up, because obviously people never mention stuff to do with animals and how they react. Or sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But on this occasion, this was a really interesting interesting situation that uh, I thought I'd share with people to see if anyone else has had this, in, you know, situation happen. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, oh, please come in, it's quite, um, mm. you don't hear that very often where they no. actually come well, they out said it's very trying Look, look Looking back, I'd probably, see, if I had to put money on it, I'd, I'd say it was probably some kind of, um, you know, top secret. So they've got some sort of uh, special forces team in the area and the, the, the role is to drop in go into the area and then the police try and find out where they are and see what their testing abilities are in yeah, case yeah. You're during the Cold War so the height of the Cold War in the 80s so the, the, the threat of nuclear annihilation was, was quite quite big then um, yeah, it's... The, the dog incident makes me wonder if, if any sort of like you know ex-military people could come out there and say well you know we've got evidence to prove that we can talk or control animals with technology frequencies and stuff like that because everything's nikola tesla one of the heroes used to say uh energy frequency and vibration was the three main corporate things of the universe if you, if you construct those three things together if you look into the film um men who stare at goats with george clooney that's based on the principle of being able to stare at a goat i think they're trying to make his heart yeah. stop or explode or something same thing i would i would bet money that it was probably something to do with that if it's not then you go into the realm of extraterrestrial and so on. But I, I tend to sort of focus on the military aspect. But it may well be something of a, you know, extraterrestrial. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Did, you ever, did you ever hear anything back like from your family, from the police? Did you ever like do a follow-up? What did they say? No, it wasn't did, anything. Or we, we didn't, we didn't get anything. any kind of um, sort of follow-up story or ask us to come back. But I, I don't even remember reading about it in the paper either. I don't think it was in the newspaper. Or even on the news, because my, my family were trying to see if, if the BBC at the time had, had mentioned it, but there was there was nothing on TV or the radio. But I mean, someone, someone might be able to go back and look at that. Uh, it would have been in yeah. the Stone Ferry region of Hull, where, where I live. So it would have been in like, the Stone Ferry area. Um, and you can see it from our house window. It was in the corner. It was a big round circle, perfectly circle. Uh, like a 10 pence piece. I'd say it looked like, if you, if you didn't know what it was, you might say it was the moon. But red, it was a red moon, which yeah. was no okay. So the moon was over there, a different side, and this this was in the this was in the corner, and it was just stationary, just there, and uh, very interesting. What very interesting. what year was that? Uh, probably in the late eighties. I can't say specifically, but you're talking like eighty seven to eighty eight, maybe eighty nine. But before before the cold before the cold war ended. I guess that's quite scary for a kid of that age to be um, oh, yeah, yeah, seen yeah. with the dog and with the mil- the police coming and all yeah. That. Well, my, my biggest worry was the fact that I, I saw a film years ago where a dog, it was an American movie, and a dog went crazy and started barking all the time. And the guy who owned it had to get a shotgun and shoot it. And I always thought in the back of my mind, that's what's going to happen to our dog. And I said to my mum, well, "Why's the guy shot the dog for?" And she said, "Well." That's what happens. Dogs go crazy sometimes. You have to put them to sleep. And I always assumed that someone would come along and go boom. So I always tried to keep the dog calm because I always worried yeah. that the dog was going to get taken off. And 
so that was my worry. But uh, we don't have that in the UK, thankfully. But uh, still, that was yeah. that was my worry as a child. That keep the dog from being crazy. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So it. obviously, being again being a young age when you saw that, has that led to your interest in the subject of UFOs or unusual um, things in the sky? Again, funnily enough, when people come close to what they call a UFO. They tend to have temporary amnesia. So for a number of years, I never, even, I never even thought of it. Until all of a sudden something came on TV again and it kind of re-triggers the memory. Yeah, yeah. And all, all I have to do is go downstairs and say, oh, mum, remember that light? Over that, over, oh, we don't live there anymore. It was an old previous house we used to live at. I said, remember the, uh, remember the light we saw over the old house? And she'll just go, boom. Oh, yeah, remember that? She'll talk about it as if, as if it was yesterday. But funnily enough, I had, we kind of all just forgot about it. Um, but it, over the years... My dad has been a huge UFO apologist, and I've kind of I focus mainly on history, twentieth century history and stuff like that, um, yeah. like World War Two in particular, but generalised as well. Um, but most most of it's just been the last say ten fifteen years. I've got into it more seriously, but prior to that, it was kind of like lukewarm. I watched the films. Always been a Star Wars fan and a Star Trek fan, but uh, now now I've kind of looked looking into it more seriously. I'm happy to debate with people and discuss things at length. Um, yeah, so it's a very, very interesting time to live in. Um, the biggest thing is what yes. we're doing right now. People were doing this back in the 80s. So if we saw something back in the 80s that I did, I couldn't go on the internet and say, Have you just seen this? And everybody else come yeah, down and say, yeah. I just saw the same thing. Where now people can do that. And also they can film it as well. So they yeah, sent me a video as well of a, a more recent sighting that you had. Yes. Yeah, so go ahead, tell me about that one. Um, well, it was but me, a friend, and then a friend and his, his girlfriend. Uh, we'd all gone out to Benton, which is just off the coast of um, Bridlington, East Yorkshire. And um, we'd gone out looking for UFOs because we'd gone to a, a meeting where people had spoken about it and someone had detailed, quite, quite detailed, information on Benton being a hotspot for UFOs. It's linked to um, well it's not linked to it but it's got a link to it. The um, Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch in America is where Native Americans used to be sold off as slaves and so on. Well in Benton in the area it's an old RAF base. And what the link is is there's something going on on the planet where there's like a, a line that goes around a Skinwalker Ranch line from America goes right across the Atlantic, right across to Britain, and I think it goes through to Denmark and parts of Europe. That link um, has sim- all those places have similar issues to Skinwalker Ranch. And Benton has alleged to have had an issue where animals were being mutilated, which had been found. Uh, we, we went up there that night looking for sort of different things. On the first night we went, it was a perfect sky. I have to quickly mention my friend has mind melting mysteries on YouTube. He's posted the video because he filmed it. I tried to film it on my phone, on my video camera, on my photos, but it all came out dark, so I couldn't get a video myself. But the video link is to his video because he has um, the videos that he does. But uh, he was with us and he, he videoed it. And what we saw was we was looking out towards the sea, and his girl, my former friend's girlfriend, saw a light behind us. I saw a light in front of us. There's a big light on the coast, which is the light that goes out around the sea. Um, that's always going out, so it's not to be mistaken with that. But there was two lights behind us, one in front, 
and there was a third light over there and they were clearly moving in unison with each other and moving about and because of that we started filming we was actually going to go home because we got to we was out for about two hours and nothing was happening it was pretty dark it was a really good sky so we were looking at the stars but what we wanted to see was obviously ufos and then on that particular night about 12 o'clock the all just went boom and then all of a sudden they started flashing up and moving and so on we were quite intrigued by it when we went when we went home um my friend edited the video because he was able to slow it down and he he saw that footage and sent it to us and we were like wow this is amazing we posted it on the facebook ufo website people could see it in great detail and uh you know it's a real video we haven't faked it the only thing is it's been slowed down so that you can see it because the camera was kind of coming down as it was going in so you miss a little bit um but yeah it's a very good video but once again we don't know what it is so people need to make their own minds up there's definitely definitely more to it than just um you know people seeing lights in the sky i mean sometimes i thought 95 percent of all the things in the sky are probably explainable but there's that really you know small five percent which uh which make up the um you know make up the yeah, ufo five percent we live for yeah, that's the one. That's one where people want to know about. You know, yeah. just just to go into another topic. I just wanted to. Make, I made I made a note of um, different things. Uh, there was another incident which wasn't UFO related, but just to give people a sort of um, a guidance because we we uh, sometimes you hear things and people don't know what how to interpret stuff. There was a really good time. Me and my friend was playing in the house on a PlayStation, and all of a sudden the house started shaking really bad. And I thought, was that an earthquake? Because we never had an earthquake before, so we didn't know what to expect. But the house was shaking. Anyway, so I ran through to the other room. Uh, ironically, the same bedroom which I first saw the UFO about 20 years previously. As that, the house was shaking. As I looked up, I could look through the window. I saw this big, giant light come over the house like this. And I was stunned. I was literally gobsmacked. I couldn't speak. I was like, oh, my God. And there was no mobile phones. I couldn't just get a phone and start filming it. But it was moving over the house. The house was still shaking. It was moving across like this. And it, to me, it looked like a big, giant, like, um, octopus. You know, like it had, like, a light over it or something. As it started to get further and further away, I was rubbing my eyes. So I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was actually, I forget if it was five or six fighter jets all in a line. So one engine. And all together, they made a huge, like, ball of light. And then individually, there was balls of light individually and then one big ball and it went over the house really low if you'd have been stood on your roof you'd been blown off because that's how low they was they were literally probably 20 feet above the house the whole house was shaking and that was because of that but just to give you an idea i mean i was literally i want to say frozen with fear but i was just literally dumbfounded by the fact that i didn't know what i was looking at because i could see through it but you could clearly see like a pinky reddish over it and that was just like the heat off the engines. So some people might get mistaken by things like that. I just wanted to mention that because obviously, quite a, you know, I like to debate. So I give both sides of the debate, you know. So on that occasion, I was like, oh, my God, that's like a UFO. No one's going to believe me. It's clearly an alien spacecraft. And as it flew over, I was like, oh, it's five or six fighter jets. But it had to be a distance away before I saw it. When it was right over me, I was like, this is a spacecraft. There's nothing more. I didn't know what to I could see through it. It's so amazing to see. It's like looking at that bottle. I can see you through it, but I can, I can also see the something there. And this this reminded me of like, um, like I say, of an octopus or a, or a squid or a jellyfish where you can see through it, but you can also yeah. see it. Yeah. And it was just moving across the sky like that. 
and I realised, oh my god, it's actually um, you know something real, like a spacecraft. But as it got further away, I could start to make out the engines in the back of the plane, and it was all in a row, like five or six of them, and the heat of the engine was causing like a, a light like this, and all those lights together made a really big one. So just to give people like a bit of a bit of a grounding, you know, to say, oh wow, actually, it could actually be something. Yeah, like that. definitely. You know, as investigators, the amount of different sources we have to check because it could just be so many different things that you just don't usually oh, yeah. think about. When I've you, when you realise, think, oh yeah, that's like pretty, pretty yeah. simple. I've and heard yeah, fighter, what it is I've heard like pilots, you know, fighter pilots say things like it's more of American ones than British ones, but I've heard them say things like um, they'd fly over a certain camping area in America with pitch black, no lights. And then soon as they and they turn their engine off, so they glide in. So they go really fast, turn their engine off, and then glide across. And as soon as they get near to someone, they go the engine and fire it up. And all they see is a light, yeah. and they just shoot. Off. And they think, oh, it's just spacecraft, you know, shoot off really quickly and stuff like that. But yeah, it will do because it's doing you know faster than sound, but it's still a still an aircraft, you know. Yeah, I think it's, I was on a Joe Rogan's podcast. I think I heard a pilot telling that story. Yeah, um, when they, the pilot literally said, "Like, let's give someone a UFO sighting." And like, that's right. You, yeah, I think that's why you did the maneuvers. Yeah. yeah, that's a great episode. That's one with uh, Commander David Fraver about the tip tap. That's um, right. Yeah, and the, the gimbal videos. And, uh, what did you make of that video? <sighs> I think it's the best we've got, like mm. in terms of anything over the past fifty years. Mm. I think I mean it's gone from the military they they, they've said it, they don't know what it is. But the yeah. video footage, we've got the pilot's testimony, we've got the radar operators. I just think, in terms of for the ufology, I think that's like been probably the best thing. Mm. Well, the interesting, me, well. Some of the interesting things that I think about in terms of military over the years is um, the Air Force commander, that's the chief of the air um, in, in the United States, came out and said that when the Space Force was created, he started mentioning, I want some of those weapons, you know, that your space weapons you've got, because I need to make sure the Air Force is safe. And the people at the top said, no, you're not getting it. That's for the Space Force. And he says, well, I, I want to be, you know, protected, and he's not allowed to get it. So it just shows you that, you know, the Air Force doesn't have the equipment it needs. I also had other stuff I've seen over the years that I've, you know, the one in America we saw was like a little tiny silver light was all driving down Arizona. I used to live in the States, that's why I've got. American flag on the wall because I used to live there. Uh, but it was driving down from Arizona and we saw this silver light in the sky move real quickly and go around and go slowly and then move real quick and then go slowly and move real quick. My friends at the time, which were from Sweden, they said that it was probably a UFO, but I was like, it's probably just a fighter jet. I'm watching it go slow because it's moving slowly as it turns around and it goes really quickly and then slows down as it goes around. But uh, there's a lot of things that I've seen over the years, but Generally speaking, the, the two big ones are the video that we've got and then the, the one that I mentioned with my dog because I very rarely hear people mention animals in UFO stuff and that's why I mention it because, you know, if it wasn't for the dog, I'd just say it was probably a military craft, you know, doing yeah. some sort of mission. But because the dog reacted in the way that it did um, and my dog was never vicious or growl. He never sort of, you know, growl or be, be aggressive. Um so to do what he did, he was really snarling really bad. Like almost <coughs> like he was snarling at something in the corner of the room. Or perhaps he was snarling at me because I was trying to move him. I don't I don't know. But my gut instinct was he was he was snarling at something that he could sense. 
obviously he couldn't see it because there's a wall above him. Probably couldn't smell it because the distance was so fast. He had to have heard it. So he must have heard a frequency. He must have heard a sound that was so, you know, so aggressive that it made him it made him go the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for these stories. Definitely yeah. a lot to uh, dive into. And um, yeah, thanks very much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, it's super fascinating. And um, like, if anybody has anything similar, especially with the animal aspect, get in mm. touch. I'd love to hear your story. Because like, yeah, been... like Rich said, I don't hear any people that have like that sort of interaction with that yeah. animal. I'd be interested to see if anyone from the military had done like a, a, an experiment on like by trying to talk to a dog and make it like sit or roll over from a distance, you know, via you know that t- technology. Because that would answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Different, but if they can't do it, different like wavelengths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. We we only see what zero point zero point five percent of all light. So there's a small bandwidth that we see. So there could be all sorts. Well, there is all sorts. The UV light, for example, infrared, night vision. These are all forms of light that we can't see. So there's all sorts of things that could be going on. Dogs can hear at higher frequency than we can. Um, so it's quite possible the dog was picking up a frequency that we was oblivious to. So uh, which it probably was. That's my gut instinct. Whether it was man-made or not yeah. is the question. That I need. I like to question people and ask people what. What do you think it is? Leave the debate open. Yeah, that's it. So um, always lots to be learning and looking into. Like there's always something that we yeah. don't know and we just try and find out. Okay, thank you. Um well it happened um quite a few years ago now. I think it was around about two thousand and twelve. Um and it was the um August bank holiday. We have bank holidays here in the UK, as I'm sure you're aware, Ash. Um, just in case some of your viewers are from abroad, uh, what it is, yeah. it's, it's basically uh, a day off of work. Um, and it's, it's a national bank holiday throughout, throughout England, Wales and Scotland. Um, and so what we decided to do, my wife at the time, I'm, I'm now divorced from her, um, we decided we were going to go camping um, to Whitby, which is a seaside town. Um, uh, so we we uh, packed all the car up nice and early in the morning with a tent and camping equipment, and we set off. Um, when we got down there, most of the campsites were all fully booked. Um, it was a last-minute uh, decision on the Saturday uh, to go, and um, like I say, unfortunately, they were all fully booked. So what we decided to do was to drive around Whitby um, and see if we could find uh, another campsite. We drove around, kept driving around to different ones, they were all full. So we then thought we'd drive maybe out of the town towards uh, towards Yorkshire way, because that's not far um, from Whitby. And as we were driving out the town to into more of the countryside, I noticed at the side of the road, there was a sign saying, camping here, five pound per night. Well, happy days, that <laughs> sounds like a parking. Um, so pulled in and the farmer come out from one of the buildings and uh, he said, uh, yeah, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm interested in camping here for a couple of nights, the Saturday night and the and the Sunday night, um, if that's okay. And he said, yeah, as the sign says, it's five pounds per night. And I said, is it okay to have a campfire? He said, yeah, certainly, that's no problem at all. I said, I've got, I've got a dog as well, is that okay? He said, yeah, that's okay. 
Um, he said, I've got two fields here. He said, I've got one over the far side where there's a big marquee and tent, which is full of youngsters. I think it's a 21st party thing that they're having. Or he said, you can go on this first field. He said, I've got another, um, a couple halfway down the field. So I said, I'll go on the same field as the couple. I said, but we'll go right down the bottom if that's all right. He said, yeah, no problem. So went all the way down and uh, set up all the tent and whatnot. Uh, by the time we set all the tent up, because it's, uh, it's a big old tent we had, I think it was like a six-man tent or something. Um, by the time we'd set that up, it was starting to get dark. So I set off on, this, on my own with a dog and gathered some uh, wood for the fire. Uh, come back and got the fire going and that and then we got some chairs out and me and the missus and and my um my four-year-old daughter at the time i think she was four um we uh we sat around the, the campfire and it was um it was dark now so we had a couple of beers and we're just sitting there chatting about what we were going to do the following day and my daughter said could i borrow your phone dad and and uh do this the uh, app on there which tells you what all the stars are i think it's called star walk or something that don't quote me on that um but yeah what it is it's uh, so you can hold your phone up and it's actually live and it tells you as you point it at a star the name of the star um it picks up satellites tells you the name of the satellites and when they were launched and all, the, all that sort of information it's a really good app actually i mean what my daughter liked about it is the the stars, you know, like for uh, cancer, it, it will show the stars and it will form the shape of a crab. So it's easier for the children to be able to recognise the stars in the sky. Anyway, she was, you know, enjoying it and pointing to me what stars were what. And um, then she said to me, Dad, Dad, I can't, this star's not showing up. And uh, she said, I've, I noticed it at the beginning. It's the one right above us. So I said, yeah, let me have a look. So... I had a look at the app, holding it up to to what we thought was a star. Um, and sure enough, it wasn't showing up on the app. Um, and it was quite a bright star. Um, so the missus says, well, let me have a look. So she had a look and sure enough, it wasn't showing up for her either. I said, well, maybe there's something wrong. So I you know, shut down all the other apps on the phone like you do, tried it again, still wasn't showing up. So I said, well, what I'll do, I'll... I'll turn the phone off and turn it on again. So I've done that. I, I then um, opened the app back up, held it up to the star. And as I did so, what we thought was a star, it shone a really bright light down on us. And when I say a bright light, it was impossible to actually look at the light because it, it would hurt your eyes. Um, so we were all sort of like this, you know, trying to look up with our hands. Um, but it was just too bright. Um, um, I looked over my there, I, I was sat um, and my daughter was sat next to me and then and then my missus to the other side of her so my daughter was in the middle between us and I looked over at both of them and they looked really really white really ill um, um, my wife was trying to talk to me um, but I just couldn't hear her they, I couldn't hear her anything it was completely silent as if I'd gone deaf um so all i could hear was like this you know mouthing but and i couldn't work out what she was trying to say to me and not only that i noticed that she was moving in slow motion it was um it was a very weird thing and i started to feel sick i felt sick um 
nauseous, you know, sort of nauseous and really not well. Um, and then I looked to my left and I know it's all around me, apart from being in the light, was complete solid blackness, could not see nothing outside. So what I done, I put my arm out of the beam of light um, and my arm just disappeared into solid blackness. There, as if there was nothing there. Um, it was very, very... That's insane. Yeah, it was very, very strange because you'd think you'd be able to see the fields and that around us, but there was nothing. It was solid blackness. Um, and then all of a sudden, the, the light went out uh, and it went to back to being a, a bright star again. So we all looked up at it and then it started to move across the, the sky very, very slowly like this. And then all of a sudden it just shot off at, at a phenomenal speed that I have i don't think there's anything on this planet that would move at that speed. But the whole time you, you, could, you couldn't hear any change. There was no noise. There was no change in uh, temperature. There was, there was no wind. There was nothing. It was just completely still, completely silent. Um, and also, what what froze me a little bit about this is the fact that if that was some sort of craft, then how come the stars all the way around that light were still showing up on the app as stars? It it was if. You know, um, my, I, I can't explain. It was just as if like everything else was there. It was, it, it's unexplainable what, as to what it was. Anyway, you know, afterwards I said to the wife, I said, you know, are you all right? And she said, no, I feel really rough. I feel sick. I feel a bit dizzy. I said, yeah, so do I. And Antonia said, what was that? Antonia's my daughter. And I, and I said to her, oh, I, I think it was a helicopter, Antonia, because obviously I didn't want to worry her. Um, and uh, I said, look, I think it's probably best we go to bed. And, and you know, the missus said, yes. When when Littlin had fallen asleep, um, I spoke to, spoke to the missus and I said to her, I said, that weren't from this planet. That definitely wasn't from this planet. And she went, no. And she said, she said, you were moving in slow motion and... You know, I was shouting at you and you just couldn't hear what I was saying. I said, it was just, a, the whole thing is just unexplainable. Anyway, we went to sleep and we agreed not to talk about it anymore uh, in front of Antonia because we didn't think it was a good idea at the time. Um, and the following morning I got up, the farm has got um, showers that people, if you camp there, you can use their showers. It, um so I, I walked up with my towel and that. And as I walked past the other couple's tent, um, the gentleman came out and he said to me, are you all right, mate? Uh, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm OK. He said, what was all that, that light about last night? I said, oh, did you see it? He said, um, he said yeah. He said it was a, like a, a proper beam, like a spotlight, the searchlight that they used to use like during World War II. But it, it, was, it was a million times brighter. It was, it was just a pure beam of white light on you. And he said, wow. and, and he said, you guys were moving like at 100 miles an hour as if you were raving. It was the oddest thing I've ever seen. And I said, I said, no, we weren't, we weren't moving fast, mate. I said, we were, we were moving slow. He said, no, I'm telling you, you were, you, you, your arms and that were all flying around. And I don't remember doing any of that. And he said, um, I said, uh, I said, That's I'm glad it only lasted like a couple of minutes. He said, 
no, that didn't last a couple of minutes, mate. He said that lasted a good 20 minutes. Uh, uh, and my face just dropped. I felt really, really ill when he said that to me. I said, are you sure? He said, absolutely. He said it was a good 20 minutes. He said, I, I was going to come over, but he said, I've never seen nothing like it. And, and there was no... There was no sound. He said, I couldn't see where the light was coming from. He said, it was just come out, come out the, the night sky. And um, he said, you sure you're all right, mate? He said, you look ever so white. I said, yeah. I said, I think I'll have a shower. He said, I, he said, I, I think you maybe should go to a doctor. I said, oh, I'll be all right. And I walked off and had the shower. And when I come back down, he, he wasn't out. He was in the tent. I, I went back to our tent and I spoke to the missus. I said, look, this is what this guy said. And she said, oh, something ain't right here, is it? I said, no. I said, I don't know what's happened. I said, but we've lost like 25 minutes of time somewhere. And it's really strange. But, you know, we went off in, into the town that day. When we come back in, in the evening, the other that couple had gone, their tent had gone. Um, I didn't speak to the farmer about it. I didn't, you know, when, when we left on the Sunday... I just paid him and we left. He didn't He didn't talk to me about it. I don't know if he'd seen it from his farmhouse or what, but no no one out. I didn't speak to anybody else about yeah, yeah. it until we came back. Um, I've only spoke to family and friends about this, um, and most people are a bit uh, sceptical. You know, they're not too sure. They think I'm a little bit crazy. Um, but one thing that I have had like um, that I mentioned on the UFO channel when I wrote on there is that I have had, uh, I have had a couple of health conditions and that was that I've now got tumors on my adrenal glands. Um, now wow. I don't know if this has come from that, um, but basically my body now doesn't produce testosterone naturally. Um, so I have oh, to, wow. I, I'm on te uh, hormone replacement therapy, um, which really for someone at that Jesus. time of age shouldn't really have those sort of problems. Now, I since I, I've seen a video, I've seen, I watched several videos on YouTube regarding UFOs and so forth, and I've heard a couple of people mention that, I don't know if this is true or not, but people that have been abducted um they've they've said that whatever abducted them has tried to eat the adrenal gland now don't know don't quote me on this but i have heard that a couple of times before but i haven't had mine eaten <laughs> i've just got tumors on mine but it makes you wonder i don't believe there are wow. You know, I've, I've always throughout my life, I don't think there are coincidences. Um, but that's a health problem that I've got. Yeah. And apart from that, I'm perfectly healthy. Um, you know, so that was that was that particular case. You know, it's um, it is a bit out there. It really is. Um, but yeah, if you, I'm quite happy to answer any questions on that. Yeah. So um, like that happened on the first night, the uh, the whole incident. Yes. Um, so when you were like staying for the second night, did you feel like anxious or like worried that something could happen again? Like, did you feel like you wanted to stay or leave? Or did you uh, just no, want to just not think about it? Uh, no, my daughter didn't want to go back. We did. We did talk about going back, but my daughter didn't want to because it was um, seaside town and that. There's so much to do there. 
um so we decided we would stay um yeah, yeah we did we did use the app again but obviously that star wasn't that star wasn't there i don't know if i'm glad it wasn't there or not you know to be honest it would have been it maybe it would have been nice to it to have come back because um you know it's just it's a very strange experience so yeah <laughs> Yeah, I suppose if it happens again, you know, you've not just imagined it like that first time or you had like a shared hallucination or something like that. Um, if I can understand, yeah, you think I'm not crazy, like this has happened to me. Um, so yeah, I can understand that sort of wanting to it to happen again, just to sort of justify it to yourself, maybe. Yes, yeah. My daughter was uh, six. I think I might have said she was four, but I believe she must be six. She was born in 2006. And it happened in 2012, yeah. So she was six years old. Um, you know, I've spoken to my, my daughter about it since then, and she says she does remember, um, you know, but she doesn't remember how she felt. That's the only thing. She remembers the bright light, and, and that was about it. But, you know, I've said, yeah, to her, yeah. I've said to her since then that I believe it was an unidentified flying object. Um, and, um, you know, she, she believes it was as well. Um, obviously, at the time, like I said, we told her that it was a military helicopter or something, even though there was no sound, uh, there was no wind. Um, you know, I don't know if the military have anything like this. You never know, do you? I just, but for something to move as fast as what that did was incredible. I, I don't believe there's anything on this on this earth that can move at that speed. It was literally like that. One minute it was there. That no, doesn't sound like it is. Yeah. Yeah, and and normally if it was a craft that we had built with engines, you'd have sound. It would make a noise when it was 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 moving away, and also especially this, if it's that close. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But before this experience, have you had any like? Did you believe in UFOs or anything? Absolutely, absolutely. I've always believed that there's something out there, and if you want my honest opinion, I don't feel like I'm from this planet. I feel like I'm from. I don't. I don't fit in here. Um, you know, but then it's just some people feel like that, you know, I just, I've never felt like I fitted in. I dress differently to everyone anyway, as you can see, I've got bright green hair, <laughs> um, you know, but that's who I am. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not a sheep, you know, but yeah, um, I've never had any other UFO experiences, um, yeah. paranormal activity. Yeah. I've had quite a few of experiences from from those you know ghosts as most people call them um had a lot of experience with those um yeah but yeah this, this is a totally different thing this is this is really unexplainable you know so when you look back like now like a couple of years later you when you think about what happened in your mind that's aliens that's something not off this planet and you feel like at peace with that happened to you you know what ever afterwards i've always felt that they're going to come back for me one day i've got a, i've got a, i've had a, an inner feeling that they're going to come back for me and i've always said that and uh yeah about a year ago they did they there was a craft outside the house nice. you know it was we, it was a Saturday evening. We'd just been out and done the shopping. It was in October. 
Um, so it was dark early. Um, I was just unloading the car with the shopping. Um, uh, and it was, uh, it was a clear sky with a few clouds. Um, it's a bit overcast, as you say. And I was just taking, coming back out the second time to get some, some bags out the boot of my car. Uh, and I don't know, I just happened to look up and in the sky was a circle of white lights just um, covered by cloud, but you could see white lights and they were uh, flashing on and off in a circle. Um, didn't, didn't seem that quite high up either. But again, there was no noise, um, nothing at all. Um, so I straight away shouted out to my missus um, and my boy. I said, come out here, come out here, look, look there's, some, there's some lights in the side, it's a UFO. And they came out. And we all looked up at it and uh, said to the missus, go and get your phone, get get your phone, let's take a photo. I took photos, but it was it, nothing come out, it was just blackness, it's just nothing at all. Um, yeah. And then all of, a, all of a sudden they disappeared and all the electricity in the house went out, all the lights went out, everything, as if like, you know, when a trip, the fuse trips, there was no power in the house whatsoever. Uh, and when, when, when we come back in, they all come back on again. A couple of seconds later, they come back on again. Um, and then the following night, um, I was taking and putting out the recycling to the recycling bin, just happened to look up again and it was back. It was there again in the night sky. So I called out to the missus again. She come out. We both stood at the back door and we stood up and we looked at it. It was flashing again on and off the lights and then it disappeared. And then all the electric went off again, you know? So... It was um, it was weird, you know, very strange. It's unexplainable. I just, <laughs> mate, I just don't know what's going on. But like I said to you, I yeah. I get I get a feeling that they want something from me. I don't know. I I, I can't explain it. Um, I, I'm I'm very fortunate. The woman that I'm with now. Um, we've been together nearly three years. She's very understandable and she has uh, an open mind, the same as what I do. Um, you know, we're both yeah. believers because she saw it as well. That's always good to have uh, your family believe you. That's the main um, the main thing, I suppose. You're not dealing with it alone. Yeah. Mm, you can yeah. talk to someone about it. It's yeah. uh, pretty important. Absolutely. But that is my honest opinion. I actually do feel that um, there is a chance they'll revisit me again. So, so watch this space. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've what I've thought about doing um, is going to uh, someone that can hypnotise me and take me back to that night and maybe they can find out what happened to the missing 20 minutes. Um you know, I'm really keen on doing yeah. that because apparently hypno hypnosis allows you to do that. Um, and you can actually let people, when you're hypnotised, you can tell them what you're seeing. Um, and it would be really interesting. So that might yeah. be my next chapter, what I might do. And if I do do that, I certainly will let you know because um, no doubt you'll be interested. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um yeah, so um, I, I will definitely let you know if I do choose to do that because um, it would be interesting. Yeah, cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come and tell your story. And I hope you and your family are staying safe.
Thank you, Ash. I appreciate that. And uh, you're more than welcome, mate. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, being on here. And like I say, if I do choose to do that um, uh, hypnosis thing, I'll let you know. Pursuit of the Paranormal.